the Recruitment Roller Coaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and we are again in a very hot and sweaty um, studio. Today, I'm joined by Ben Rush of Finley James. Is that right? Yes, that's yes, right. perfect. Hi, that's, that's a good start. Um, so, so, Ben has very kindly come in today. We're going to have um, an open, honest conversation yep. about all things recruitment as we do. Um, and I was had a little nose as I do with everyone on on sort of your LinkedIn before you came in. Mm-hmm. Um, have you only worked in one recruitment company so far? That's correct. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So let I always like to start sort of bring back some some memories. Where, how the hell did you end up in recruitment? And yeah, what, how did you end um, up where you are today? Yeah. So I know I know a lot of people sort of fall into it. Mine's actually a bit different. Okay. I cool. actually wanted to get into yes. it. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah, so I'd I'd heard a bit about it. Um and I initially applied for some jobs in London. Um got offered a job at a construction recruitment company. Okay. And I did all the maths, you know, kind of moved to London. I'm yeah, originally yeah, yeah, from yeah. Suffolk and uh decided no it's it's not feasible on a eighteen mm. grand basis yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is you starting on then. For sure. Yeah and um so I said no. I went and did a sort of office job for a bit and Got Even though you wanted to get into recruitment yeah, at this point. Okay, okay. Where I was in Suffolk, there wasn't really many what opportunities. So okay. I thought I'll take an office job, save up a bit of money, then perhaps nice, move to nice. London. So I did it, quickly got bored and regretted my decision. Really? Um, so I looked into it again. Instead of London, I looked at Cambridge, which was near me, but found out the prices were very much the same as London to move to. Okay. Um, and then an opportunity, I saw an opportunity online come up. Um, in Manchester. Oh, nice. So I just thought, you know what? Is that far from you? Yeah, about three. Oh, right. So, okay, yeah. okay, cool. But you, you, so you was open to relocating, basically? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I saw it and thought, you know, similar sort of salaries and things yeah. uh, starting, but probably half the price to live. So I applied, went up for a first stage interview um, at Finlay James and ended up spending four and a half hours there. Nice. They Always a good me, sign. Yeah. Always a good sign. Offered me the job at the end of it. And then... Um, what, first interview? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, I think they knew because I'd travelled all the way out. They thought this guy might not come back up. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, so they, they, they closed you on they, the. Uh... They tried to, and I was like, "Wow, I need to actually consider um, relocating and things." So I was driving back home, and so you uh, said to them, "You know what? Thank you so much, but yeah. I, I just need to think about it." But they was looking for an answer there and then. Basically, yeah. Well, um, so you did what you normally tell your candidates to do, right? Would you say to your candidates, "Accept if you want to"? Uh, yeah, if, sometimes. Yeah, if they if get it closed, feels right. Yeah, if it feels right. Okay. Obviously. We do prefer to for them to come for of course us, we do. but it, yeah, it depends on the fit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was a, I was a good boy and um, went home. Yeah. Thought I'd think about it over the weekend, but on the way home, my um, phone died and there was diversions uh, through Norfolk, and I was getting using a sat nav, and I basically got lost. Got home at like two half two in the morning. Okay, um, absolutely shattered, and then um, woke up the next day and was like, shit, I've uh, I've got to seriously consider this job yes. in Manchester. So. Uh, yeah, thought about it, did the maths, took it, and then, yeah, just hightailed it up to Manchester, um, moved there and started it for the games. Yeah. Let, let, let's tra- track back a bit, Ben, because I'm super interested because I'd, I'd love to sort of get your perspective on it because I, I wanted to get into recruitment for a few reasons. Um, what, why did you want to get into recruitment? Like, what, what drew you to, towards it? Was it someone that you knew worked in it? Or I don't know, what, what was your perception of recruitment and why did you want to get in it? Yeah, I think I'd, I'd looked at sales. Um, and then from looking at sales, I'd come across recruitment. I think initially, 
Um, my dad in the past had worked in sales, set okay. up his own businesses, nice. sold things, that sort of thing. So he's so, inspired by that. Yeah, so I think did. that entrepreneurial spirit. Sure. Um, I was always good with people. Yeah. Um, so I just thought, yeah, why why not recruitment? Yeah. What? So what? Before you, this would be interesting. So obviously now you worked in recruitment. How many yeah. years? Three years. Three. Yeah. Yeah. What What did you? Obviously, because you obviously looked into it and stuff. What What was your perspective? What was your perception of recruitment before you um, before you got into it? Well, I, d- I did see a lot of negativity online okay. before getting into it. Yeah. Um, but Anything that stood out that you remember? What What did you used to see? You remember? Uh, yeah, I just used to see people who had tried it yeah. give up and then gone onto forums, you know, like student rooms yeah, and yeah. things like that. And One just say it was shit. Yeah, or... and said, don't bother, yeah. that sort of stuff, like micromanagement yeah, and that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. But um, I'd say as soon as I went to interviews, my perception ch- changed completely. Really? Um, maybe I was quite lucky with the companies I interviewed at being... Yeah, companies yeah. are a massive part, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What did it change to them? What, what what did you really... Yeah, what what inspired you about that? And what, Yeah, what, why did you then get sold in recruitment? Um, I think the opportunity to just talk to people all day. Uh, <laughs> okay, I like that. Li- literally, um, part of the reason I wanted to get in sales was to talk to people and... If they I want guess. to talk to you, though. Yeah. <laughs> recruitment is kind of selling people in a way. Of course um, it is. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's your yeah. quote-unquote product, though, right? It's, it's, it's the people. there. It's yeah. your clients. It's the, the candidates, etc. cetera. So, um, let, let's sort of um, uncover... It's hot in there, isn't it? <laughs> Very hot. Let, let's Hottest un- day of the year, isn't let, it? Let's, um, let's uncover your um, three-year journey, then. So, you started in Manchester... Um, what? How? What? Did you start as just a resourcer, or? Um, so no, at Finlay James, we um, basically throw you in day one. You can go get candidates, go get clients. Oh, nice! If, Straight in the deep end. Yeah. Um, well, was you on the phones on day one? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, nice, day nice. one. So, so, was right, so was right. um, that's good. And <laughs> uh, they do. So yeah, basically, we've got lots of live jobs, and mm. we're quite collaborative. So okay. everyone works together to f- help fill each other's jobs. Okay. So. I guess from the client side, they get access to everyone's networks, yeah. not just you know one recruiter's job For sure. trying to fill it themselves. So that means from day one, you come in, you can speak to candidates, then you can get them out to other people's roles. So I literally, I did that for about a week. Yeah. And then my first week there, the MD at the time um, said, oh, do you want to come to the pub for a few beers? I was like, yeah. Ended up, he ended up buying me about nine, 10 pints. Nice. Because uh, I, felt like I couldn't say no. <laughs> uh, got pretty drunk. And then off the back of that, conversations that we had, he decided, actually, let's get him away from candidates and get him focused on the client side. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So, ever since then, I've never in, never registered a candidate. All I do what? is client side. All I do is new business. And I, I, I prefer it. And I'm so glad that that decision Whoa. was made. Yeah. Um, okay, that, that's really interesting. interesting yeah. that, no, that is really interesting yeah. because so um, so where I give you a bit of context. So where I used to work, like it was a three sixty model. So yeah. I used to get candidates and clients. Yeah. Initially, it was more candidates for sure, um, and we was very collaborative. If um, my director helped me out a lot, gave mm. me some long standing relationships, which I then got involved in, all that sort of stuff. So, um, so how does it? Because I know obviously there's different models, isn't there? So yeah. What, so how does it work for you then? So you, you BD, you get the business, yeah. and then you then brief the guys, or do they then get on the phone to the client that you've won and understand what candidate need, or how does that work? Yeah, so well, we do, the majority of the guys are 360 okay. that we have, um, and then there's a lot of the 360 guys may have one or two clients, but then they'll mm. fill other people's roles as well. There's some who are kind of self-sufficient, um, and then there's 
you know quite a lot of the newbies haven't got their own clients yeah so they, so they're just sourcing. yeah and then there's a few of us that just do solely client side so, so who then sources our jobs though so the rest of the company so i would take a a role on with a client i would then assign a lead consultant to search it so i'd loop them in on the call or oh meet, okay or and then that's when they meet. really get understand the context yeah. of the person yeah. the culture of the business or that yeah but i also communicate the job across the res- rest of the business so anyone else that has candidates from other roles or through their network then they can, can look at think that straight go, away yeah, i know yeah. someone that could do that yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's how we all that's, collaborate. that's part yeah. of the most important bit isn't it like yeah. making sure that everyone that's such an important part of the process when you get a job that you make sure every single person knows you've got that job yeah because all it takes definitely. is one person going you know what shit i've got the perfect person yeah because that, that's and that, if you miss that yeah exactly exactly yeah. how um so okay why do you think he noticed that in you then why do you think that he pushed you in that direction what why do you think that is um i think i'd have to ask him but he's, he's not there anymore um <laughs> yeah it's uh i think partly i thought he saw, I saw the drive in me um okay and i i think he just thought you know what this person's quite persistent they'd be good at chasing down yeah the new business you know making the calls do you think it's a different skill set to um, sourcing? Yeah, I do. I think if I look at the people in our business that, you know, there's some that, the, and there's, you know, it's not saying one's better than yeah, the yeah, other. Yeah, I course. think it's just the way people You've are. You've got to know your strengths, um, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. And mm. I think some people are better at, um, you know, chasing down that and, and talking to clients. Mm. You've uh, got to chase candidates as well. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, thing is as well, like, I hate admin. So yeah. doing like a LinkedIn search, or something, I could, you could not have oh. me sat down for... No, oh, honestly, I, I remember, like, basically the thing is, for me, yeah, I used to hate, like, LinkedIn days. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> honestly, mate, I'm the same. Like, when you have such a solid time on LinkedIn, like, I'm sure you're the same. Like, I'm just dying to speak to someone. Yeah. But, yeah. E- even if it's a voicemail. Yeah. 100%, <laughs> I just want to speak to someone. Yeah. And, like, oh, honestly, mate, I, I couldn't agree more. I found that that was, for me, like, one of the, the toughest parts of the job. But the thing is, if you, if you didn't do it, then like you you would notice it like yeah. it, it is a really good idea to implement sort of two three solid hours um every couple of days on linkedin and all mm. that sort of stuff because you, you have to be proactive with it yeah um some people love that side yeah some people like love it as well again as you said yeah. again as we said it's like you've got to play to your strengths yeah. and if you knew that isn't something that you'd enjoy then but i i, I couldn't um agree yeah. more okay question for you then which i think could help people um, for me, when I, um, so I didn't start BDing properly, probably until like six months down the line, yeah. probably. Um, and for me, like I, at that point I found that like the hardest part, BDing, yeah, yeah. like I literally used to shit my pants, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Like I used to, like, cause we used to have like yeah. dedicated times to BD. Yeah. Used to get, it was between like 10 and, uh, 10 and 12 on like Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. And, um, used to get to that time and initially I used to be like, fuck it's getting closer <laughs> and like i used to be like yeah like just get i'd pick up the phone but i'd just be shit myself and mm. what what advice would you give to those that maybe are at that beginning stage of bd because it, it can be quite daunting yeah. can't it because yeah. you always you know how it is i'm sure when you first started you just have the worst things going through your mind when you start picking up that call yeah. don't you yeah so <laughs> what, what advice would you give to people who are starting out on the yeah the BD? so i think two things is number one is make as many calls as possible and make those mistakes. Nice. Um, like that. You know, 
worst case scenario, someone's going to say, no, leave me alone. And put so, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, then you can, all, you know, you can move on to the next one. Exactly. Such. So, um, and the other thing, something I was taught pretty much, you know, for, from my old manager who he, I was quite lucky. He also focused on new business. Oh, He's nice. just opened up our San Fran office. Okay, cool. Um, and he, from sort of week one, was like, always put yourself on the same level, if not higher Love than that. the people you're speaking to. Yeah. So even if you're speaking to a CEO of you know a huge company, your time is just as valuable as theirs. Yeah. Um, they might not think that, but um, <laughs> yeah, everyone's equal. Everyone's time is just as important as everyone else's. So you need to put yourself on that level because if you don't, they will hear that in your voice. Yeah. They and they will, you know. I and if you do, you've got that authority mm. in your voice. You know? I think that's fucking great advice, Ben. Um, my my old director said the exact same thing to me. I mm. think that's such good advice and. Um, yeah, that that really resonated with me. Just thinking back, because mate, I I remember the the same thing. Because that's such that's like sort of a mindset thing, isn't it? It's such a yeah. shift that when you're picking up the phone to the to these potential new clients, as you said, like you have to believe in the service you provide. You have to believe in the value that you you bring to the yeah, table. Um, and as you said, when you when you don't really believe that, they can sense it, mm. and um, that can really affect how the call goes. Um, love the other thing that you said 100% that that was for me what I realized was you know what the more calls I make and the more conversations I have and the more um, obviously failures I have that that's the only way I'm going to learn yeah. and that's the way that you build up confidence because you know how it is when you're BD in you don't always have the same conversation but near enough initially it can sort of be the same sort of question mm. you have your pitch all that sort of thing so question for you then obviously I I obviously enjoyed BD when I had a candidate to spec out it's a lot more enjoyable right yeah. instead of just saying Hi, my name's Ben, and we're a great recruiters. Da, 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 whatever your pitch, but do you spec out candidates then, or is it always um, rep- like sort of selling your business and your service? To be honest with you, a lot of the new business guys that we have do that, and that they do very well doing that. I'm a little bit old school in that I prefer to just get them on the phone, okay. understand their pain points, what they're looking for, mm. and then say right let me find you the perfect okay. candidate because I'm, I'm very much i don't some of these people i don't know what they're looking for yeah sure. so yeah i can say look i've got a great cyber security candidate here you're a cyber security startup you know what do you think and yeah you might get lucky and it be the right time i prefer to get them on the phone and say look what are you looking for let me go find the perfect candidate mm. um but yeah i think i do do i do i guess kind of spec out candidates a little bit um, but but more so, just more pick so up the phone, try and build relationships. Phone. Yeah, yeah. Enough, uh, do a lot through referrals now as well. So clients that I currently have, who else do you know? Yeah. Sales leaders, do you know that are looking? Well, like that's what up. that's what good recruiters do, right? They yeah. they maximise their, their own network, and obviously you work hard to get to that point to refer it, and that's through yeah. delivering, sticking to your word, all that sort of stuff. No, it's interesting to say that because for me, obviously, as I'm sure you agree, obviously you you learn to know your market. Yeah. So you can't can't spec out a shit candidate like what's the point do you know what i mean yeah. so obviously when you have a, a, a what i found anyway when you have a candidate which you know the mar- a lot of clients are looking for then that then for me that that's when i had a lot more success yeah um yeah. and and also I, d- I personally i did find it easier to like talk about something that isn't recruitment if you get what i mean do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. talk about you're, you're kind of talking about a product almost. yeah yeah do, do you know yeah. what i mean and that, that's why i found that um to be more successful for me um how um so when did you move to london then? when did you get into um, london? um january this year oh really yeah, yeah. so okay. 
how uh, that happened then, and why? Well, yeah. So when I started in Manchester, that I guess in my first year. How was your first year? Was it hard? Yeah, it was tough. And this is what I tell everyone now that I manage is sort of the first six months to a year are the toughest I think it gets. Yeah. And then it does become easier, I think, in terms of you understand it more, you start earning commission. Mm. You know, what, what's your view on... So on the first six to 12 months, you tell people their mindset to be, look, the fees will come, you'll get the commission. Yeah. It's more about learning than it is thinking. That, that's what some yeah. people said yeah. on here. What, what's your view on that? Yeah, that's what I always say, tell people, look, in those first six months, there will be days and there will be whole weeks where you think, I hate this job. <laughs> yes, there <laughs> but, is. Um, I always say, look, get get over get over them. Set yourself a goal of, you know, year one, this is where I want to be. This yeah. is what I want to achieve. Um, and then when you have those bad days, bad weeks, keep that in your mind that, mm. you know, keep going. It'll get there. Because, it, I mean... When you first start, you've got people sat next to you making the job look easy, oh, earning yeah, loads of money, and you're sitting there scrambling, trying to learn everything, yeah. panicking, and you're not earning any commission. So it's like your job feels twice as hard, yeah. but you're earning you know, half the money than yeah. you know, the others. So. No, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I think, again, I, I, I always sort of um, share that as well. I think that, that that came natural. Not natural to me, actually. My, I think, I think there's there's an element of like you said, you're a manager and you tell people that. I think that that's got to also come from like their managers because obviously there are a lot of businesses out there who maybe that you're referring to that a lot of people said it was shit online and stuff like that. But there might be businesses that are really sort of KPI driven in those mm. six months, and that that can add even more pressure. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you're working in a in a business environment where you can see people going out to that fee board, making placements, all that sort of stuff you're not making placements and then you've got a manager going, well, wh- what are you doing? Why haven't you made commission? Or why haven't you made any placements? So I feel like it's got to, it's got to come on both sides, right? It's got to come yeah. on the consultant side to go, you know what? I want to fail as much as possible and learn as much as possible. But then also the expectations of, of the manager, I guess, has got to be in line with that. And I don't know, what do you think of that? Because that, that, it's got to come from you as well as a manager, right? Yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah. they like the pressure's not even t- times 10 and they think, oh, you know what? I might not have a job here in six months. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I get what you're saying there, and I do think that is important. But at the same time, I, I think there does need to be an element of pressure there for, sure. for them to perform. So whether yeah. that's them putting the pressure on themselves, yeah, um, to achieve, or or whether it's you know you applying a bit of mm. pressure. So I guess that's what makes good managers, right? Yeah, knowing when to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guess, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Um, so talk to me about so moved to london in january yeah um how long so how so how many months you've been here now then so you do you head up the london office yeah so basically i was in manchester first year i was rookie of the year so got promoted to oh, nice. team leader oh cool um, is that okay sorry go on so it's a button did you because this is always an interesting conversation did you always know you wanted to be a manager or manage people yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. say that from... Yeah, I kind of... For me, what motivated me was the ability to learn more skills, get pro- progression. Um, and I thought the best way to do that was go down the management route. Okay. You know, because now I feel I've got the skill set of being a recruiter, yeah. but also a manager. Yeah. Um, and it is yeah, two really totally different yeah, skill yeah, yeah. sets, I think. So you got promoted to a team leader? Team leader. What, after two years or...? After one year. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. Um, basically an opportunity come up where my old manager moved to open the London office 
So I took over managing two guys, uh, or a guy and a girl, sorry. Uh, one of them which started at the same time as me. So that was quite an interesting yeah. dynamic. But she's awesome. And she's actually, in her career, she's probably at the same stage as me. Um, but she hasn't gone down the management route. Yeah, she's yeah. gone like down the yeah. super villa route. Because yeah. um, that's what I mean. It's it, You do, obviously, a lot of people say you do get to that sort of crossroads, isn't it? Mm. It's like, because you can get to that, you can com- just be an absolute awesome villa. But and then it's like you might say to yourself and go, all right, wh- what is next? What is progression for me? Is it, yeah. I don't know, do you know what I mean? Do I take my billing to the next level or actually hang on a minute, do I, should I be impacting other people and seeing them grow? Yeah. So yeah. Um, what, what's your view on that anyway? Do you think, I don't know, do you think everyone should be open to management or I don't know, what, what's your view on going down e- either route? Yeah, I think I think it's up to the individual really. Mm. Um, I think first of all, you do have to prove yourself in the job. Yeah. Um, but does that help when you you become a manager do you think yeah you, you've I, sort of proven that you can do it and then you're talking to people about doing it yeah I, th- I think so but i also think you know the the biggest billers don't always make the best manager and actually um you, there's there's people in our business probably myself included who are probably better at managing than they are at billing, at billing. Nice. so um you know and there's some that are very good at both but um yeah i think it just depends on the person the skill set cool. they have and what and what they want to do ultimately cool and no, i really yeah. like that so what um question for you what what do you think makes a good manager in recruitment oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that is a question um yeah i think for me it's about the, the biggest thing is what makes a good manager is someone that can get you know a team engaged okay. um get them working hard get them putting it in because i think you know recruitment on the face of it is quite a basic concept you know you speak to people you match them to a job you get them out to job so i think it's about motivating people getting them engaged so they want to do it they want to work hard they want to put in the hours uh, they want to learn um and i think that's the biggest element of being a manager is is getting that team motivated and engaged yeah there's training aspects here and there um, but yeah, I think that's the ultimately the the biggest part of it. I think that makes a, a good a manager. Good manager. That's what, what I'd say. What um, what I was gonna say. What do you think? What what do you get sort of most fulfillment out of now then, as a manager? Um, I yeah, I do. I love it when someone's not doing great, and then we manage to get them yeah. on you know back above target or something like that for me that is because you're making a difference to someone's career then yeah, you know, yeah. making a difference to you know their earnings everything so um and it's it's seeing people you know when new people come in and they get their first deal or you know and they celebrate that all that sort of stuff for me promotions as well like just gets you buzzed yeah, yeah it just gets me yeah buzzing yeah <laughs> yeah when things go well yeah, guess, yeah yeah obviously it doesn't always go well yeah. does it? <laughs> <laughs> i think um no i wanted to ask that because i think that that's what i find really interesting and um obviously everything you said there you didn't mention yeah. yourself once do you know what i mean and i think that that's that's the the really cool part about it that it's, and i think that's when some people are a bit unsure if they want to get into management mm. but and then when they sort of um dip their toe into it and start seeing other people succeed and then implement that that really gives them that that buzz and it's different to 
making a 30 grand placement myself, isn't it? It's a completely yeah, different, yeah. different yeah, buzz, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I do still love that, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, of course. Yeah, yeah, so we wanted to get into yeah, sales, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you, so you do not bill anymore, then? No, I do bill, yeah, yeah. You do? Yeah, yeah, so... Okay. Do you think, do you think managers should always um, still, like, get fees on the board? Um, I think it really depends on the size of your team yeah how many people are in your team i've got nine and you still bill yeah um, one month? of them's an intern though doing a resourcing role no. so um so yeah. do you intend on billing every month yeah really yeah, yeah um i've still got I, my, my target should probably be lower to be fair oh <laughs> really but yeah uh i think no you know when i took over the team there was uh seven um and now we're 10 so my targets remain the same um but maybe next financial year it might change that's that's, that's a little hint if <laughs> um but yeah no but no yeah but do you do you think it's a good thing that do you think that that helps you as a manager that you're you're still on the phones maybe leading by example or yeah definitely do you think de- that helps 100 percent. i do think i do think there is an element of leading from the front um mm. i do think you've got to show that you can do the job uh to the others I do believe. Is that the best way of motivating them? Do you think? What, or no, I don't know. No, that, no, no, it's no not. I don't. I think because sometimes it can come across as you, you think you're yeah. like big boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm a big believer in. So my team last year, before I moved to London, I wasn't the biggest biller in my team. Okay. And I don't think that's the way it should be. Okay. Um, currently, in my current team, I am, but they're they're a bit less experienced. And I think moving into next year, there'll be a few that come through and surpass me on that's their good. billings. And, and that's going to make you even more happier, right? Yeah, and I think that's how it should be because at the end of the day, traditionally, you know, good billers get moved into management roles. I don't think they should continue being the top biller in their yeah, team yeah, because yeah. half their job is managing, half's billing. Then there should be people, if they're doing their management job right, there should be people in that team that all they're doing is billing, so they should more yeah, than yeah. the manager do you that, think I, manager. I can imagine obviously I've heard um, people say it before where you, also if you're in that space where you're still billing a lot like you could probably fall in that habit of wanting to do it for them if you get what I mean you know yeah, where, you yeah, know those sort yeah. of things where they oh Ben could you help me with this? then you've got that yeah, you do you've got it in your head you're like <laughs> yeah. oh you know what I could just sort this out or I could yeah. get it over the line and I guess long term that isn't sustainable as a manager no, right that no. that will I guess limit the be the bo- you'll be end up being the bottleneck of your team and how it grows yeah I mean if I look at the best team in our company at the moment um, and if I think my team from from last year the the beautiful thing about it was they're self-sufficient, so they almost get to a stage where they don't necessarily need a manager. Nice. Now, I, is that what you aim for as a manager? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and I think if you're constantly adding new people to the team, yeah, then you know you're always going to need to be there to train them. But yeah. the senior ones, you know, you should be able to, uh, you know, like there's people in my team that I don't do one-to-ones with every week because they don't because you, you they know don't they're on track yeah, yeah they yeah, don't yeah. want it they don't need it yeah. they're they're on track um yeah so I think ultimately the the sweet spot would be to get a whole team like that yeah. where it's very low touch mm. and then you can focus on bringing new people in and yeah, then training yeah. them and, and leaving the others to it I, guess. No, I like that so um okay cool so what I wanted to ask you, because obviously you you put content online, don't you? Like yeah, videos yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. How long have you been doing that for? Um, I've been putting content online probably for about 
year and a half, two years. But in terms of videos, more well, well, c- when we say content, then I'm I'm not allowing you to put <laughs> posting about new jobs in there. No, I don't, honestly, I. So, so for the last year and a half, two years, you've been putting on out content that isn't about the new jobs you have. Yeah, I, I would probably say, if you look, I don't think I've made a single written post about a job. I've done a couple of videos about jobs, okay. fresh from client meetings. Nice, but I don't. For me, I learn. I can't remember who I learned it off, but someone taught me about posting on social media. Said, you know, that stuff everyone does. Yeah, it's about getting you out there, your personal brand, yeah. and then. If you talk about that, the candidates will come to you, the clients will come yeah. to you. Um, you know, like I, I put a, out uh, a post last week about us having a, a team curry night or something, yeah. and can, two candidates reached out to me just from that. Nice. You know, said, oh, I, I checked out your profile. Yeah. Can you help us find a job? Nice. Kind of thing. Um, then I just passed them on to the team because yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. I don't do candidates. <laughs> but, uh, well, let, let's yeah. dive into that because obviously, as, as I'm sure you know, I'm, I'm passionate. Uh, not much water, yeah. sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> sorry mate um basically obviously you know i'm passionate about that yeah and i i, I did the same like i ended up seeing the benefits of it candidate yeah. wise client wise etc how long do you think it was where, where i think a lot of people fall short um is obviously people start sharing um with the expectation of getting something in return mm. um wait two seconds i'm gonna tell our video guy to get some water please yes cheers <laughs> thank you um yeah, so I think a lot of people, obviously, when they first start, they're with recruiters, right, with salespeople, we're mm. thinking, all right, how's this going to make me more money? Mm. So, like, did you naturally think, you know what, I'm just going to keep putting stuff out there. If I get stuff back, great. If I don't, that's okay. I don't know. What, when did you really start seeing the benefit of it and what kept you sort of going with it? Yeah, it, it does take some time, I think. Because um, <clears throat> I think, because I see it now when, when people post that don't normally post. Yeah. I kind of look at them and think, mm. but then if they once they start regularly doing it, I yeah. start then seeing them as a, uh, you know, a I start then seeing them as a contributor to, yeah, you know, the network and adding value and yeah. things, and I actually become interested in what they're posting. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it does take time for people to actually see you as someone online to actually mm. read about. If you do the odd post here and there. You're not going to see the benefits. Yeah, people. Of that, are, people are just. What, what would your advice be f- to get people to start then? Like, because I I talk about that. What would your advice be from personal experience doing it? You've seen it. You've seen the success. I mean, has it has it helped you as a recruiter? Oh, 100 percent. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I've, we've I have, and some guys on my team have bought had clients reach out to us who now we've made multiple placements with nice, just okay. from. So just it from works. a LinkedIn post. Everyone, so. it works. Okay? <laughs> it does. It work, works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Okay. So what what would your advice be? to encourage someone to start then why why should someone start investing in their personal brand as a recruiter um because i think you got a, a tool there um that gets you out to everyone and it's and it's free yeah um and there is value in it i think my advice to start doing it is just to do it set yourself a goal each week of how many you're going to do yeah and if it's getting to thursday and friday and you've not done them yeah then you need to actually sit down and go right what shall i post about actually give some planning for yeah, it, yeah. Right? and i th- on i often think my way into work like what post could i do yeah. today or what post and what sort of thing did you end up posting about them did you post about um the conversation you have with candidates did you post about what mm-hmm. you're learning in the market what's going on at the moment or i don't know what sort of things did you initially start talking about yeah so initially thought what what could i talk about where that could get people engaged that you know um is is you know individual to me so i mean i might 
I've had a call with someone. Like, I think one of the first posts I did that got a lot of attention was I had a call with some VP of sales who told me not to call him before nine o'clock. <laughs> and I was like, hang on a minute. You, how did you become VP of sales? And never, you've never made a call before, before nine o'clock yeah. someone. So I was thinking that's a bit. Yeah. So I put it out there and said, what are people's thoughts on this? And it got a lot of nice. traction. I think I started off doing that sort of thing. And now... So did you put a lot of stuff out there to encourage people to engage with? So what, mm. put questions out there or questions, what do people yeah. think this? I've just experienced this and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That's interesting. And then now I mix it up with a bit of, you know, team stuff, individual mm. stuff, videos, yeah. client stuff, pictures. Yeah, just yeah, try yeah. keep it all different. Basically. Yeah. I think um, just my two pence on that. So you've got to, what's going to help because like, you know how how busy we get as recruiters right or mm. how busy you get as, re- as a recruiter so i think if you actually give some thought um and have a have a bit of a plan doesn't have to be rigid but actually give some thought about what you're going to post for that week or whatever yeah that's a great place to start and then also um you said set a goal J- literally that goal can be like one post a week oh one post do you know what i mean yeah, that's yeah. all it has to be it can even be do like two or three comments on your candidates or clients' posts, just adding your two pence oh, or yeah. adding your value. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. start off small. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, and then uh, did you experience and you just sort of start getting into a bit of a habit of it and just get build a bit of momentum? Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, I feel like it's a bit like going to the gym. <laughs> and if <laughs> no, you it's go a on great holiday analogy, yeah. and you fall out of practice of it, yeah. then it's like you have to make a concerted effort to go, right, I need to get some posts yeah. out this week. And then once you do that, you're back into exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I d- one thing I would say as well, it's more about quality than quantity. Yeah, if you're great. putting a load of rubbish out there, hundred percent. You know, like posting your job, yeah, every day or whatever. Yeah. Then that that that's what bored. I, um, yeah. For me, that's when I was like, that's when sort of the light bulb moment for me was because um, the first twelve months I was just completely sort of learning. Um, just making uh, just failing learning really understanding what the recruitment process was and where i can impact it where i can't and all that sort of stuff so i learned how to smash the database how to bd all that sort of stuff but um what i always say to people was i basically at the end of those 12 months i was like how else can i communicate or engage with the people that I know that I can help or whatever yeah um and that's when i started looking at my our competitors and going what 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 is anyone else doing? And as I'm sure you agree, like it's literally all they use it for is spamming jobs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's when mm. the light bulb moment when I was like, oh my god, if I actually just focused on not talking about that, it's probably going to have the reverse effect. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So yeah. would you say for me, I always say that for the majority of recruiters, LinkedIn is probably the best place to start. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, even what I say is like, even if let's say that your audience on on LinkedIn, majority of them people um would let's say i just spoke to you i mean more people are inclined to check out or recruit on linkedin aren't they do you know oh, what i mean yeah 100 percent. Mm. it's the platform isn't it for, mm. for recruiters to be honest with you i don't i'm not that big on all the other social media sites I probably used for my own personal, just personal stuff yeah, yeah, yeah rather than work i mean i did i've got i have got a twitter page but i i've not really mm. done too much on that um yeah, that, that was LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. no, LinkedIn I think you right. you gave some really good advice there, mate. And um, sort of, uh, I just love the fact that because I think that the biggest, a lot of, especially sort of the the, the uh, traditional 
mindset of a recruiter is like, okay, well, wh- what's the ROI? I can, I can make X amount of calls to the database and I don't know what I'll potentially get out of it. Yeah. But I think, obviously, what you said, you, you've made multiple placements to clients. It does take time. I always say it's like building a recruitment desk. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? You've got to yeah. be persistent, consistent, all that sort of stuff. Um, Colin, before we um, wrap up then, mate, a few questions that I always yeah. ask people. What? Um, so what's been your 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 biggest high? Let's do it the other way, actually. What, what's been your lowest low? <laughs> and then let's finish, and then let's wrap it up with what, what's been your your biggest high. So the low is easy. Um, Be honest. So in my first six months, I had, I I probably had one of, the, I don't want to say unlucky because I don't really believe in, <laughs> you know luck yeah, 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 yeah. out. I like it. Um, but my first seven offers went down. Whoa. Yeah. So well, can't they all get counter offered? Um, various different reasons, but okay. It was out of my control as well because oh. I was doing the clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was getting the offers through oh. and people's candidates weren't taking oh, the roles, which was frustrating. But at the same time, as as well as it being a low, um, it was, I look back on it now as a massive plus because it you learned built my resilience. So I, I just kept going and going. Nice. And no matter how bad it gets, you know, I've, I've, I hope you know I'll there's never light at the end of the that, tunnel. That, that bad again. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, yeah, and killer, it's mate. balanced out in the end, mm. you know. Uh, I've probably had good patches where, yeah. you know, off all, all happens, yeah. yeah, all happens. So, what about your biggest high then, mate? What about that? Um, biggest high? Um, I could annoy some people here. Um, be honest, mate. Yeah, You've got to no, be so honest. Biggest high, rookie of the year was was Big. personal one. Nice. Um, and then last year for me was um, the team I managed to finish. We were top performing team nice target what out of the whole company yeah yeah nice so that was for me that was so i'd done the rookie bit which was like my personal bit yeah then when that it was like it it kind of validated me as a manager to say you know i've I've done a good job Mm. here had some excellent people in my team as well like um so that helps and then um yeah i think this year could surpass it though with the team I've got at the moment. Really, they're smashing it. Yeah, we're not we're not going to finish top team because mm. there's a team up in Manchester killing it. But um, the the journey we've gone on, yeah, when I came down in January to where we're where hoping to finish now. on. Yeah. you know, it's, You're it's excited. a massive achievement. Yeah, that's and good. I'm mate. excited for next year. Yeah, we'll be top team next year. That's yeah, a, that's is that the goal? A, that's a threat to all the. Other you just put that. That's <laughs> yeah. you, that you're going to have to get. Um, I'm going to pull you back on that, mate. Yeah, you yeah. put that put that on there. Definitely. Um, Wicker, mate. So look, yeah. tell me about. Obviously, you just touched on it there. What, what's going on in your world then, mate? So where, where are you guys based? Um, so we're based in Moorgate in the okay. WeWork building yeah. in Moorgate. Um, so you've got 10 people right now? Yeah, 10. And then there's a smaller team of three okay. in London. So there's 13 of us in yeah. London. So what's going on? What's, <coughs> the, what's the plan? Are you looking to grow or what's yeah, going on? Yeah, so we've got off HQ in Manchester. There's about 40 people. Yeah. Then we've got a small Birmingham office. Okay. London. And then we've got San Fran's just moved up to six people. Oh, nice. Um, so the goal is San Fran's obviously growing. Yeah. Goal is with London is eventually it needs to be as big, if not bigger than Manchester. Nice. Because most of our clients are candidates are in London. So okay. it makes total sense. Yeah. So in terms of us, we're constantly hiring now for yeah. the next year we've got big goals to to add i think like you've got plenty of space in the we work then do you just like buy extra desks is that yeah, how it works we just move up to they can scale up to bigger no. offices and stuff we're currently waiting for a, a big one now nice um, what in we work still yeah, yeah oh cool we work um what's it actually like to work there? Is it decent it, yeah it's very good is it it's, distracting it uh it can be at first okay because like, you know they've got the free beer on tap yeah, on the floors. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you make rules on that then? Um, 
we just well we have a rule that um if it's sort of week weekday you can't have it until after five unless <laughs> yeah. if it's friday you can have it from like three okay um, but they actually turn them on at like two really There's people like grabbing beers every day at like two o'clock oh mate. man and at I first can, I can it's function. like yeah obviously at first it's like, great what? This yeah is mad. But the novelty wears off a bit what about obviously unlimited free coffee though right yeah all that stuff nice. unlimited biscuits as well. <laughs> but um, it's Love good that. for us because we work with tech companies so okay. a lot of our Startups we work with are in spaces similar, mm. so you know we've got quite a few in the building with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you, so, so you're great. recruiting for your team then? Yeah, we're so we're constantly hiring. I'm always. I feel like all I do is interview at the moment. Mm. Uh, really? So yeah. I'm, I'm How do you find that? Is that hard? Um, yeah, I think um, if I look at my track record, it I, most people I've hired have been successes. I'd say. Okay. Do um, they have so they been non-experienced? Uh, in recruitment, yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I personally, my ideal, I, I like to look for people that have, you know, I'll take fresh graduates, that's great. If people have got recruitment experience, that's great. But I think the real, the, the people that I think have, you know, done really well, particularly people I've hired, are people that have worked in another job. Okay. And then they've come into recruitment. So what, I what do you, what, why does that help? Because um, I think, look, I, I worked in a job where I could do the job in two days across mm. but I did a stretch it across yeah, five, yeah, yeah. got an hour for lunch work nine yeah. to five easy um and recruitment's tough and no matter how tough it gets i remember how bored i was doing that job <laughs> and i think you know there's been other people that have come in and said similar things um and i think if you come in having had work experience you know the value yeah you know how different and, it is yeah. the challenges and all that yeah. that's fair enough mate. yeah that's, okay. yeah, that's right. what i love about recruitment though right anyone yeah anyone could do it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. if they've got the right yeah. training and all that yeah. sort of stuff Okay, mate. So, a question I ask everyone. Yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll wrap up. We'll get out of the sauna. <laughs> um, basically, so if you could communicate to every single person works in recruitment, um, what you'd say to them? They'd listen. They'd implement it in in their day tomorrow. Um, what do you think you'd say? It could be a sentence. Could be a word. What would you say to communicate to every recruiter out there? Um. Oh, that's a that is a tough question. I think for me, it's um, you know giving, making sure you're giving the best service to to candidates, clients, and you know, I know I've seen people before they don't want to pick up the phone to a candidate because they don't they're scared to tell them no or whatnot. But for me, it's just get back to people. Um, and if you start doing that, you're it helps your brand. People see you as a genuine person. You'll get more referrals, things like that. So. Yeah, it's just about always picking up that phone, always, you know, getting back to people, giving them back. Um, but yeah, okay. And one la- well, if I did it in one word as well, for me, the biggest thing that that I think else is positivity. Just always, always be positive. So yeah. do the right thing. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah. do the right thing. It's normally always <laughs> yeah, the right thing. Up, no, yeah. I love that, mate, because yeah. that that something that I really agree with. Yeah. Um, be positive. Be positive. It helps, yeah. doesn't it? Hundred <laughs> percent. Ben, it's been an absolute Excellent. pleasure, mate. Thank you for surviving. Yeah, we have you. survived. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys, and um, been a pleasure, mate. Cheers. Thank pleasure, you, mate. Cheers.